What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Good man, a lot of time. Which direction we are going? That wrecked the El Camino. It would have been DWI. We have reached. A tipping point. Good evening, good evening. It is time once again for the tipping point. Our special guest, Chip Day. And we're going to discuss the Georgia Wrestling History Awards. Very exciting show we've been looking forward to for a long time. And who's looking forward to it with you? Why, it is I, Stephen Platinum, Booker of the Year, one year, by the way, and <laughs> our hostess with the mostest, uh, Larry Goodman. How are you doing tonight, Larry? Fine. I, I, I actually hit that fade right for once on the intro. <laughs> I'm pleased. <laughs> I, I won't let it go to your head. Um, so, uh. <laughs> so, Man, Larry, um, here's a here's a question to catch you off guard right from the jump. Does yeah. it feel like we're kind of back in the swing, or you am know, I crazy? No, this last weekend got got my juices flowing. You know, I was I went to one live show and then did two reviewed that collective show and reviewed the pro yeah. show and and there was more to do that I, I watched a second show from the collective and i haven't even done anything with that one yet yeah 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 it felt felt like back in full swing again i mean really with, you know and i i just sent you the link but as i was driving to clearwater you know on in my youtube feed the um they released aew released the first episode of dynamite in tribute to their first anniversary show and you know they're like it's only going to be up for a couple more days so i'm like Huh. So it's a long drive to Clearwater. So I had that on and then did a review of the show as soon as I got out of the car. <laughs> so it's like, man, I'm really feeling this wrestling stuff. Um, yeah. You know, I saw that they, re- I saw that they released, um, you know, a, a, a little documentary in honor of the first anniversary show. So I'm like, now I'm going to have to take a look at that. And I'm going to have to watch AEW Dark, which is 14 freaking matches. And then Dynamite. I'm glad you mentioned that. Did Sean Dean have a name change? Oh, there's a guy. He? I don't know. Well, oh. I've looked, checked two places. There's an advertised versus Wardlow is Elijah Dean. Elijah Dean. Oh, well, I mean, they, you know, they've got their fair share of Sean's. So it wouldn't be That's the what worst I was wondering. Move. Did they decide to, yeah, to differentiate him with a new first name? Um, and if oh, they did, does what does that mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, that must bode good things, does it not? Well, that's awesome. Two other uh, AEW dark things that caught my attention: Griff Garrison and Colt Cabana. I'm very interested in seeing that match. Ooh. And uh, Red Velvet and Elena Black. Elena Black was on the um, the freelance show I watched on at midnight on on Saturday, and. Um, she was in a six-way scramble, the only female in a six-way scramble, and she uh, she held her own with the men, and she's oh. hot looking. So um, I was going to say, any time I knew, I mean, I knew a lot about her, even though I had never heard of her, just because you went out of your way to say, "Hey, Elena Black is going to be on <laughs> yeah. Dark," and I went, "If Larry's telling me this, there's two things I know about her: she can work and she's hot." Because yeah, Larry well, you, knows, Larry knows yes how I yes. do. So. Well, yeah. So red <laughs> and red velvet, her and red velvet. That should that should be interesting. 
Yes, and so, good for Red Velvet. I think I think Red Velvet yeah. has snagged herself a deal. I think um, she should. You know, I was. You know, I'm a big fan of Red Velvet, and she carried Brandy to a good match. So, yes, you, you know, know what I mean. You know, something I realized when I was doing the um, the Raw. You know, they had the draft, and so there's Stephanie McMahon, and Stephanie McMahon, of course, is the chief brand officer of WWE. And you know, I'm either the last person to figure this out or the first. And I went, oh, Brandy is the chief brand officer of AEW. And once I realized that, oh, her and Stephanie McMahon hold the same position, a lot of things about Brandy made much more sense. As far as like the character that she does that I always think is sort of opposed to a bunch of things that they're doing. And I was like, oh, she's kind of like their version of Stephanie McMahon. Like it suddenly made much more sense. Um, but anyway, so we had a bunch of things to talk about here at the top. I want to hear about the Colt yeah. Cabana thing, first of all. <laughs> it's so crazy. Which, you mean the. Uh, the I mean, uh, not Colt Cabana. Um, the, I'm, the Joey oh my Ryan. God, Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan is not Colt Cabana. Let me make that crystal yeah, clear. Yeah, I was going to say, no, <laughs> yes, please, please, no. <laughs> Yes, um, so anyway, this is this was reported by uh, Mike Johnson on PW Insider that Ryan has sued Impact for uh, breaching his contract. Now they fired him, but but you know when when the uh, Me Too stuff came out, but w- what he's claiming is that they didn't do it right because they're supposed to give him a written notice of the intent to. Uh, if there's a contract breach, which, you know, they consider his conduct to be a breach, I'm sure, they're supposed to give him a written notice, and then they have to have the parties are supposed to have 30 days to work it out after they give him the written notice. And he's saying they, bre- they didn't follow the contract. And he, I think, it's, oh, it's some millions of dollars that he's suing him for. It's like crazy. It's like, really? So, well, if so su- the most if they could owe you is three one women. If He's suing those three women for like $20 million. Yeah. I yeah. mean, obviously, he's looking for punitive and he's looking for, you know, he's looking to get them to back down to clear his name. I'm sure that's priority one. Right. Right. Um, right. Just to but shut impact, up. I mean, I, you know, this is all theory and conjecture because we don't know the, the, the front or the back of it, really. But I would suspect that there's probably something to impact didn't go through proper channels. I, I mean, I, I would I would assume that they would think that it was such a slam dunk. You know, like, this is so obvious that there's a really good chance they didn't go through the proper channels of giving well, him a written thing. Yeah, and, and from the way Mike the way Mike wrote it, it kind of read that way, that they probably didn't. They called him up and told him, you know, you're done, and they probably didn't do the do a written thing with him. And, so. I mean, Impact, it's one of the things I'll, I'll admit I like about Impact now is it feels very um, – it feels very free form and unrestricted. It's kind of the most interesting thing about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but often that brings with it a lack of a lack of sort of corporate propriety of like going through the proper steps. And I mean, it should have been a big deal, right? Like we're, we're basically getting rid of somebody and you would think at that point, HR or a lawyer or both take over and just go, okay, let's make sure we go through our, go through our, um, you know, our action sheet of what we're supposed to do in these cases. But it wouldn't shock me if their office is so small when it comes to dealing with impact wrestling that it's just, okay, I, yeah, I talked to him. Okay. You know, and yeah. <laughs> nobody else said anything about it. Cause I, I don't, I imagine nobody else in the past. Um, I mean, Tessa Blanchard was a different thing where I'm sure they went through all their steps to cover their butt because it looked like she was going to keep their title and a bunch of other things. So I'm sure they went through every step that they were supposed to with her. Um, in, in fact, to their own detriment, I'm sure they could have taken Tessa to task for a couple of things, but they elected to not do that in favor of let's make sure we get our title belt back. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, I mean, she, to me, she violated stuff all over the place when she wouldn't send promos and she, she just didn't live up to her end of the bargain, but they didn't, they didn't hold her to that, which I think was smart. Um, but yeah, Joey Ryan, clearly he's, that guy's going to, that guy's going to counterpunch. Um, it's very interesting. Yeah. So what they're saying here is I just went back and, and checked it. So that's Scott D. Moore emailed Ryan and said, you know, 
you're, we're not booking you anymore during, due to recent allegations. Then following that, uh, he got a formal release signed by Anthem Wrestling President Ed Nordham the same day. That's that's what gotcha. he's claiming. So that they did they didn't they didn't go through they didn't do the whatever due process. They didn't do the thirty days said, thing, right? No, they, they're just, you're, you're just out of here. Right, right. Really? Well, I, I, what I found interesting, whether true or not, and again, you know, whenever you're suing somebody, you're always going to claim damages in excess. But he, you know, he said all these accusations and stuff have stopped him from being able to earn a living through wrestling. Right. You know how much he claimed he was making per week? Uh. Not just from not sure. just not just from impact, but I think everything. Twenty grand a week. Well, I I knew Can he bought a big ass house true? out there in California. Ew. He bought a huge mansion out there is what it was what I understood. So he that he was raking it in with with the big gimmick he was doing. But twenty thousand <sighs> a week, that'd be eighty thousand. That'd be a million dollars a year. That'd be a billion dollars oh, you're a year. Ab- you're absolutely right. <laughs> Do that math. Uh, that was the sound, if you didn't hear it, Larry, of me getting sick to my stomach and then having to choke <laughs> it back. Um, <laughs> so, so those of you who have ever paid ten or twenty dollars to touch his balls in a picture, um, please, please look at yourself in the mirror, say Joey Ryan three times, and he'll show up and take your wallet completely. Uh, so that's my Halloween urban myth. And then he'll go into the bedroom and um, try to feel up your girlfriend while she's asleep. So hey, so uh, before we bring uh, Chip Day on, could we t- touch back on your uh, your P list top ten wrestlers in Georgia for a sec? Yeah, man. What did you? I mean, be honest with me. Um, what do you think? Well, let's. Well, do you mind if I just run down it for the people who didn't? Possibly, please do. Uh, the, okay, please so. Do. Ten, from t- counting them down from 10 to number one, Mr. Platinum had Griff Garrison at number 10, Austin Towers 9, Tyler Culpert 8, Shane Marks 7, Gunnar Miller 6, AC Mack 5, Corey Hollis 4, Logan Creed 3, Michael Judas 2, Joe Black number 1. Yes. Um, my thought was I, I would have basically had the top five the same. Is, is what you get? Oh. Maybe one one above the other, one slightly below the. But basically, I would say right. the top five, the same way. And then after that, it's a kind of a free for all, to me. Yes. Um, who who else is really top ten? And I just wanted to run a couple names by you that that came into my mind as I was thinking Please about do. this. Um, first one was Sal Renaro. Um, ah, yeah. based on that, definitely been in my top 10 before definitely been there. yeah yeah, yeah. And, and based on that match with judas that's what got me thinking about it because that was really a good match he had with judas at the, at and the he had a good match thread. with Corey hollis from the sounds of it at um at wrestle america yes, yes. Mm-hmm. from rob's report yes yes um so, so that was one name another one i thought of was jeter um He has been in a number of different promotions, and I think he's doing, from what I've seen, he's doing some really good work. He is. He's doing uh, as good work as he's ever done. And, I mean, you you know, like the match against – I thought he did a great job against uh, Austin Towers, for example. And he's got a number of big matches coming up, too. I don't remember who against, but I remember going like, oh, boy. (laughs) Like, you know, I think one of them is like Logan Creed and Jeter are wrestling each other at a show. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know what? Those names, uh, people have been giving me a lot of names, like, oh, here's some names that could have been in the mention pile or maybe could have been in the top ten. Those are the two. Nobody else said them, and those are the two that I'm the most inclined to go, oh, yeah, they could have been in the top ten for sure. Cheater and, and then I got two in the mention group. One would be um, William Huckabee for his <laughs> various – supporting roles that he's playing in different places um and plus being tag champ over at pro south but he's doing all this you know putting you know doing some nice stuff with younger guys i think in places um and then my you had gunner miller on on your list of course who's only going to wrestle in one promotion and is only going to really wind up having a few matches for the year and then my my mention of a kind of a similar vein is nolan edward from action not really a georgia guy yeah but he's had two incredible matches. For, for I um, he was uh, he was on my short list that that he I, at the end 
I probably should have at least mentioned him because he made it that far along my weird process. Um, I did have him on there though at one point. He was definitely someone I had in my mind. Um, yeah, like, and I I love doing top ten lists. I love that it's become a thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to put out a different one every week. Not top ten wrestlers. I I like to give some air between those, but you know. That's what I mean. I, I feel like we're in the swing. I feel like I can do these things and they make sense now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like we can, but Larry, one thing is if you look at that top 10 list and I said this and I meant it, you take that top 10 and the people that I mentioned on the side, right. And you give me those 14 guys to book. Yeah. <laughs> give me those 14 guys to book and two women of my choice on the card, that's the, I, I can book the best card in Georgia. Yeah, because you've got a little bit of everything on that list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, one other name I, know we're gonna who bring... I think that's yes. a kind of a special mention, I don't think he'd be top ten, but he doesn't get enough due, and that's Adrian Hawkins. For his I, I love role. Adrian Hawkins. You know, and, it, and it's funny, like he's another guy that I kind of was going to mention, but – I guess at the end of the day, I was so, uh, this is going to sound so brutal. I was so underwhelmed at the thing that he and Todd did. And like, you know, because everybody has so few things that they're, they're, they can do because of the time off and stuff like that. If one thing didn't strike me the right way, then I tended to just go like, nah, but that's not fair. Cause Adrian Hawkins has done great work. And I, I got to say, he's probably, is this safe to say, he is the most underrated guy of the last three years, period. I think he's a guy who has done great work, sometimes in obscurity, sometimes not. But he has never, like, he's always been just this outstanding performer. And he's somebody, there, by the way, that every time I've released the top ten wrestler list, somebody says Adrian Hawking. And, and I mean, that says everything right there. You know, that's a guy that I, I, I want to get on this show too. That that we've never interviewed. That I'd really like to. There's there's a there's a subtlety to what he does. There's a there's a solid quality to what he does, and it just doesn't get enough due. You know. Cool. Um, before we bring Chip on, real quick, yeah. I did want to mention because I said I'd talk about it, and, and, and I'll bring it up again. The uh, the death match show. Uh, Jeff G wrote a great oh. thing about it, um, putting over that death match show. And, you know, maybe I'll wait till Chip gets on so I can ask Chip as well about it. But um, just so you know, Larry, I'm going to ask, like, what do you feel about deathmatch wrestling? So that's something, though, we can discuss once we have Chip on. Well, he's here. He's awesome. ready. We got the, uh, the man known as the Kennesaw Kick Machine. Do or die. Two-time Georgia Wrestling Crown champion. Chip Day. Welcome. Hey guys, I made it. What's, what's going on, man? How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. How's everybody doing? I'm doing great. Good. Doing great. Good. I'm gonna I'm gonna open with this chip um, because I realized, you know, when Jeff wrote that thing about the deathmatch show, and I get this feeling that deathmatch wrestling is becoming more. I don't know if accepted is the word, but I, I now I see guys like Matt Sells going like, I want to do a deathmatch and. I, you know, AIWF is going to have a deathmatch title. Um, God, I shit on that thing. But, but beyond that, what what do you like, Chip? I, I like is deathmatch something that you watch? Is it something that you're entertained by? Do you feel like it's bad for the business? What's your thoughts about deathmatch wrestling? Um. Okay. So, like, the origins of deathmatch <laughs> wrestling were because like guys had to do shit to to counteract the whole. Ooh, wrestling's fake crowd, right? Like, do this shit, you're going to tell me that this shit's fake, right? So, like, I think, I if anything, I think it, it kind of helped push the business forward. Is kind of like, wow. you know, like, we're, we're, we're a little bit more legitimate than people want to think. Um, I love deathmatch wrestling, personally. I've watched deathmatch wrestling since I was like, well, shit, like, Terry Lawler, right? Like he was one of the he was like one of the guys yes. that like helped push extreme wrestling in in Georgia and in the southeast and in my eyes. So like I've been I've been watching deathmatch wrestling and, and admiring it since probably like ninety seven, ninety eight. 
um, before it was yeah. even deathmatch wrestling. It was just hardcore. It was hardcore wrestling, you know. Um, but no, I love it. Um, <laughs> I used to. You're, man, it was okay. So I was like 12 years old, going to like youth group at church. Like, yeah, I went to church and didn't burst into flames. Um, and I would just sit in the office before youth group started on like click wrestle, which was like a precursor oh my to God, like, wrestling sorry, YouTube, right? Yelling. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nobody knows about click wrestle, and if they do, it's just oh like women's God. matches now. So like, I'd watch like deathmatch wrestling music videos and like just anything I could get my hands on. And then like just steadily more and more over the years, like I'd, I'd like dip in to see what was going on in deathmatch wrestling. But yeah, man, I, I love it. <laughs> oh, wow. Larry, um, like deathmatch wrestling. Now I know what people are going to, where they're going to put their money on the roulette wheel of Larry Goodman, but I want to know, are we betting on black? What's going on? Do you like deathmatch wrestling? <laughs> well, I've I've covered two deathmatch tournaments. What? And uh, no, actually, yeah, two deathmatch tournaments, IW Mid South uh, <gasps> tournaments, and I've gone. To, I went to Ian Rodden's shows when they did that some really crazy stuff. That spider web of death thing where they mm. dove off where Pondo and that and Nate was in Pondo and Nate Webb dove off that platform. No, it wasn't it wasn't Nate? Oh Webb. my god! Pondo and somebody else dove off that platform into that barbed wire net and all that. I so think it was I Pondo have a, and JC Bailey. Yes, thank nice. you. Nice, thank yes. you, thank That's you. It. What? The thing I remember about that night though is that AJ Styles was booked that weekend and I just remember him sitting there shaking his head as these <laughs> as these dudes are climbing up to this platform and diving into this net. But but the answer is yeah. Yeah, I I I have a a, a fascination with it to some extent. <laughs> All right, here's here's my deathmatch wrestling story. So I um you know it's funny cuz I train guys and I wouldn't let them do shit. Right? Like, I was like, you guys can't do this spot. You can't do that spot. Meanwhile, to make ends meet in like 2000, 2001, I would come to Florida whenever I needed money, and we called them blood shows. Because <laughs> I was the guy who would do a crazy stunt. So I would usually do a balcony fall on through tables, and then at some point I would bleed. I, w- I would find some new and interesting way to bleed. So <laughs> it was like, oh, we could do this. I mean, you know, we didn't call it deathmatch. And, you know, we were having to be careful because at that time, like combat zone was coming under all the, I mean, all you ever heard about, like in any kind of media outlet was weed whacker, right? That's like all anybody talked about was like, these That's are weed whacker so on somebody. So we had to do all of our stuff in secret, but motherfuckers would show up. I'm talking 300 people in a warehouse paying 20 bucks a piece to stand and watch us do these i mean it was basically just torture porn matches there was no story it was just like you know it's it's kind of what you see with deathmatch today this match is gonna have and then you know name your gimmicks right mouse traps and blah and then we would just sit there and and you know i would get a decent amount of money to sit there and bleed and blade and you know they'd get to chant litigators dead and that was it so um, yeah, Chip. Though you are certainly not a deathmatch wrestler, you are a premier wrestler, and right now it seems like you're doing a little bit of everything, just helping young guys out, carrying cards by yourself, all this stuff. Um, what's what do you got coming up to the end of the year? And with AWE announcing this TV thing and all the rest of it, how full is your dance card going to be? Um. Uh, I know Southern Honors got me through the end of the year until February. I bet. So I've got yeah. I've got dates until February with them. So that's that's something I'm looking forward to. Um, I've been enjoying my time there. You know, um, first first match in, I got to wrestle AC Mack when me and him get together. It's 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 a fun time. Uh, he hits hard. He's really he's really damn athletic. Um, it reminded me I needed to do a little bit more home home workout cardio. So um yeah, man, since then it's uh it's been hitting the road running. Um what else? What else do I have? Uh I've been doing a lot of wrestling united out in Franklin for uh for old Stan. How's um, that going? I mean, I see those cards and the posters look good, and it, I mean, I see murders there against you know he, he's doing a thing with Frankie Valentine. And well, all you know, the crowds are growing. I just, I just wish more of 
I'm kind of mean to those people out there, I guess. But, I mean, I got to be, you know. Um, I just wish people believed in science a little bit more. Oh, Um, damn. Well. But, you know, it's it's good shows. Like, the crowds have been getting bigger, which, again, it's it's cool. That's a good thing. But in in this age, I don't know if it's necessarily a great thing. Um, But, no, man, again, everywhere I've been going, I've been been having – been having really good time um i'm just trying to get out there you know uh but now you know, it's speaking uh, of kind of tricky because of uh because of old rona but yeah yeah i mean speaking of the the pandemic and science and so forth i mean did any promotion get fucked worse by this than aew no then then awe i mean jesus no i mean what was uh, it, what was it like chip i mean because you guys I mean, we'll talk about this when we talk about the awards, but I I did hate that the groups that took the much more mature reasons and careful stance, I felt like they got fucked for it. And it's something that I've said many times. And I mean, what was it like being around, you know, AWE when those decisions came down? Uh, it sucked, uh, personally, yeah. because, um, Bro, I had hot shit lined up, and I'm 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 gonna circle back to it, you know. Like, uh, there's, I'm I'm gonna force my way back to those matches I was gonna get. Like, the show we had to cancel, like on what, like forty eight forty eight hours notice, I think it was. Yeah. It, um, I was supposed to wrestle Jordan Oliver, and that that would have been oh, hot damn. shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> kid, I gotta kick the shit out of him now. Um. And then, like, um, like I know down the line I was going to wrestle Alex Shelley, which, fuck, <laughs> like, oh, that, that would have been dope, you know? Uh, and then like, after that, and I was setting my sights on, on ACH again. Yeah. To get that, oh, get my that God. wrestling crown for the third time. So, like, you know, like, that, that, was, that was my plan. And, and we, had, we had big plans for, you know, a lot of other people, I feel. You know, everybody else was stepping up. People were, well, people were getting into their groove, and then we just had to had to pull the plug on it. So, yeah, I mean, the, to me, the company it seemed the company as a whole had more momentum than you'd had in a long time, and it just was like yeah. the legs were just taken out from under you. Yeah, well, you know, we, uh, I think, I think we've proved time and time again if anybody can, if anybody can have tide just yanked out from under them, we can we can build our wave again. You know what I mean? Like we've. We've shown time and time again, like we can start small, and then by the end of it, it's it's back to where we want it. And even outdraw, you know, evolve. I said it. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I see evolve did. shows here. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, man. So Good what? Stuff. I mean, please, Larry. What can you tell us about the um, upcoming? T- TV thing and, and the tapings for that. And you are you uh, at liberty to tell us much about what's what's gonna how that's gonna go? Um, I am merely a talent. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right. Um, I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what's asked of me. I'm gonna go in the ring. I'm gonna do banger matches. That's no, hold on. Sorry, that's that's dumb. I'm not 26. I shouldn't be saying it. Banger! Uh, I'm going to be having really good matches. I'm going to be putting on, putting on really good television wrestling. Um, and you know, like it's it's going to be it's going to be a different wrestling product on television than than I feel it there is. Um, and I think I think I've read somewhere like in in some of the some of the stuff that I've been sent from from the office that we're going to be available in like a potential like 30 million homes. So mm. like that's. The, the potential's there, you know. It's it's getting it's getting those homes tuned in. Yeah. So, and uh, it's going to be an hour long show, from what I ascertained. So it's going to be an hour mm-hmm. long, which means it's great. It's a chance to I don't want to say save money or control costs, but it's a chance to to tape a longer show, um, or maybe multiple shows, and then chop those things up. I think that that's really cool. It's a really good opportunity for sure. Because like I said, yeah. I mean, you know, when people ask me, like, can Georgia ever be a territory? I'm like, how can you be a territory when nobody's got television? Like, I don't mm-hmm. even want to entertain this word territory. It doesn't make any sense to me if you don't have a reach. 
outside of your territory or throughout your territory. But TV yep. certainly is the, the, the big qualifier to me. So, And what's crazy about it is, like, uh, I found out who we would be on either – I think we're either before or after um, the championship wrestling from Hollywood program. And uh, I was sitting I was sitting in bed with my girl the other night, like, just slipping through the channels, and we were able to watch – that show at my house. So like I've dude, like if, if I never go any further, like if we get on TV and I'm able to watch myself at the house, I feel I've made it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they, but and that still got to get that money. Still got to get that money. So Chip, what you got coming thing that up? interests me about it is that it's that you, that it's part of the block, you know, that you've got a wrestling yeah. block going. So, they, you know, who knows? Has there even been like a wrestling block on TV and like no, ever like that though? I mean, not not going. You know, you have to go way back in time where there's to, to have a block like that. Right. Absolutely. And I think it's a good opportunity because if AWE does their thing and it comes across on television. I mean, I've seen Championship Wrestling for Hollywood. I watch it every week. And so, you know, or I did. And um, your thing will be very, very different. And I think in a positive way. I think it's one of those things where it has an excitement that can translate through the television in a way that Championship Wrestling from Hollywood doesn't really translate to me. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's a good wrestling show, but a good wrestling show on television when you've got hours of that, from bigger companies doesn't really translate to me. It's the companies that do a little something different. I'm sure if you look on, you know, fight TV and stuff, the companies that do the best are the ones that are doing the stuff that's different. Right. I'm sure there's like deathmatch stuff near the top of the list for that very reason. So AWE, I think will be able to separate itself in that way. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's one of the things that we've we've done best from the beginning, you know. Um, I mean, granted, we also are the ones that are very, very uh, unabashed about about expressing ourselves and in our uh, our vulgar vocabularies that we have sometimes. But TV's going to have to uh, that's that's going to present a new challenge, and I think that's uh that's something we'll overcome too. But uh, yeah, dude. We're yeah, well. we're we're gonna hit the ground running in 2021, and it's uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> was it was it confident? I'm thinking what there was there was a point in time where where you, you guys went down the road where you're gonna cut out all the, the swearing and that kind of stuff, but it didn't last. It didn't last very long. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, it didn't. I mean, you gotta try yeah. stuff. I get that, and then but you find <laughs> out, you know, you find out who you are a little bit, and fuck. I mean, <laughs> if who you are is to say fuck you, I mean, because I think the thing about AWE, right? There's the in-ring part, and that's the part that maybe they're more known for. But honestly, I'm as compelled by promos, right? Like these these heartfelt speeches that happen after big matches or even to set things up or even the sillier stuff like you know you got the reality show girl and people are like ripping on her on the mic i mean like that, that to me <laughs> is as compelling as a, as a compelling thing as much as wrestling especially in this day and age you i mean wrestling is wrestling is wrestling and there's only so much you can do with that but Boy, give me a place that cuts interesting promos. That'll set you apart every single time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, uh, Chip, one of the things that I was thinking about about this interview is that you're one of these guys who I, I'm curious to get your thought on this. That, that you you bridge generations of Georgia wrestling because mm. you started so young. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm the middle yeah. child. It's it's fun. <laughs> um, it because it, it's weird, man. Like I'm I'm little brother to some people, and I'm big brother to others, and it's it's like it's really weird. And I'm some people's son. It's it's yeah, it's crazy. Like I've I had that match with Jordan Kingsley, and um, <laughs> like it was really weird. Like like Robert Gibson like saw me after the match. He was like, "How was he? Oh, he, he was terrible." 
<laughs> but, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things of like, wow, this is crazy. Like, there's a guy I look up to asking me how his trainee was, and it's like, I'm I'm really this dude now. Like, I yeah. I, I don't feel like I'm like I, I definitely don't feel like I'm 24, but it's 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 a sobering reminder that yeah, you're not 24 anymore, and you're growing up, and I guess you know you've, you've matured a little bit, maybe. Uh, <laughs> People kind of respect the things that I've done and and my work and, and what I bring to the table. So it's it's it's, it's really cool, man. It's really cool. Awesome. Well, what do you got coming up? You got Wrestling United. You got Southern Honor. Anything else that we should know about? Um. Okay, so Wrestling United on Halloween night. Uh, mm. and then oh, Southern boy. Honor in November. Oh god, November thirteenth. The two most, That's most right. upcoming. Um AWE, I believe we're eyeing a November date. Josh has said that we are going to do show of the year. Uh so Right on, on the twenty seventh of December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said he said we're gonna do it. Uh so those are the two dates to watch for those. Um and then uh I've got I've got some stuff cooking for for 2021 that I think uh, might be a little bit of a shock to some people, but just, oh. uh, yeah, keep keep our eyes open on that one. Who, nice. Who's on your uh, Who's on your short list of guys you have not been in the ring with that you really want to have matches with? Oh man! All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna aim high on this first okay. one. Um, I really want to wrestle uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like, it'd be so fun. Well, maybe not getting kicked on the neck, but, I, I mean, yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, that match, I feel, would be be a big learning experience and big experience overall for me. Um, I think me and Leo Rush would have a hot match. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. If I got to run it back with Trevor Lee... Cameron Grimes or whatever anybody wants to call him these days. Yeah, that'd yeah, be, that'd be a big one. Cool. That was that was a big career highlight and milestone for you, I thought. And it, I think the Leo Rush match to me is really interesting because I think the Leo Rush from a few years ago would honestly have not made that good of a match with you because I think he's learned so much since then, and I think now it wouldn't be you know like. I think the basics, and I think he's a better storyteller, and I think that alone would make for a fantastic match. And he's got that chip on his shoulder. I mean, he's got stuff to prove, uh, and that would be, you know, that would be the edge that he needs to bring into that match with you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he Great. and I both. He and I both. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Mine's never gone anywhere, though. I've had mine since since damn like 2012. So. Well, I mean, you know, we're in a time where a lot of guys and a lot of your contemporaries, guys that you wrestled with, you know, they're getting stuff at AEW Dark and all this kind of stuff. But I honestly feel like now that we're cranking up again, um, you're the guy that everybody knows can go. And and instead of that being damning with faint praise of like, oh, Chip Day's a good hand. I just like, that's, that's not even, um, to me, that's sort of like the bottom that's like the first line in the resume, but it's not even close to the resume, you know? Right. And I think as, as you get a chance to cut promos and really, I mean, you, you're getting to show what you can do in an environment where you have no control over what you're doing, like Southern Honor, but then in a place like AWE, that's going to let you go a little more, you'll get to show your stuff there too. So, I mean, 2020 just blew monkey nuts for most people in regards to the wrestling <laughs> yeah. business, but I think, 2021 is you're going to be one of those guys that sort of breaks out and gets to kind of reintroduce yourself to a lot of people or a lot of people will get to see you for the first time. I think people forget that there's a wrestling audience that hasn't seen wrestling in the state of Georgia yet. And they're going to get to see you and they're going to get to experience you for the first time and lucky them. So it's going to be great. Yeah. Hey, I so, hope so, man. I just know I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to focus in as hard as I can right now because uh, I don't know, man. I, I feel if I don't make something happen in the weeks of the next next five years, it's uh, 
I might give this old body a rest. Yeah. I mean, when I look at you and Kyle and Slim J, and you think, my God, what could these guys do? And I'm hoping that you, above all of them, will get to find out. I think it's really your time. And, um, yeah, so it's going to be great. <laughs> I, I have a off-the-wall question for you, uh, Mr. Day. Oh, boy. Um, I, you know, Is this question this sponsored by bands? uh, In one of his videos a bit back, Mr. Platinum brought up uh, Priscilla Kelly and suggested that her work didn't hold up so well when she got outside of the orbit, you know, of working Kiara and uh, folks here in Georgia, and that he suggested she probably should go, would be good for her to go train with QT. And I know you, I mean, you had a hand in her training. What What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it all comes down to a matter of focus, honestly. And it's like people got to be focused, you know, and if, if you're not focused at the job in hand and if you're, you're letting other things just cloud your mind, then obviously what you're focusing on is going to, is going to grow instead of what, what you, you, if you focus on shit, shit grows. If you focus on you, you grow, right? Mm. So that's, that's what I'll say about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, Fair I mean, enough. but you're focused on you. I, I do feel like, I mean, the expectations are really high. I, I don't get the sense that you're buckling under that kind of pressure, but you know, God, I did, I love it. I mean, I looked at that top 10 and I just look and just go like, Jesus Christ. Like people need to quit sleeping on the fact that there's fucking great wrestling happening in Georgia. <laughs> there's, just, there's great wrestling, you know, and, um, shit, you're certainly a big part of that. And I mean, someday when Georgia loses you, um, to whoever, AEW or ring of honor or WWE or whatever, um, you know, it'll be worse for your absence. And, uh, the guys coming in after you are going to have a lot of work to do to keep up. So. <laughs> I appreciate the mm-hmm. words, man. Yeah, man. So cool. Well, any last words you want to say before Larry and I blather on about these awards? <laughs> uh, no, uh, maybe. Okay, so keep an yeah. eye on on AWE in 2021. Keep an eye on your boy in 2021. Uh, it's gonna be fun. And where we're going, we don't need roads. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Chip. Yeah, Thanks, man. Chip. Have a good night. You All too. Right. You too. See you guys. See ya. Stuff. So, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> so, these Georgia Wrestling Awards. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really require a lot of talk, but. I mean, so cor- correct me if I'm wrong, and, and keep in mind, Larry is the final arbiter on all this stuff, but I'm just going to call together the things that we've talked about behind the scenes that people have chimed in on. So I, the general consensus, since I know this is what people are really worried about with the Georgia Wrestling Awards, is we're going to have them, yes, and generally it's going to be three nominees per category, um, I, are there any are there any of the categories, Larry, that you feel like maybe it would be more than three? I thought of a couple that might be more than three. You know, I hadn't I hadn't really thought about the awards much lately. But what what, what, what tell me what you're thinking? I'm thinking um, wrestler of the year, overall wrestler of the year, might be more, more than, than three. three. Yeah. Okay. I think because if you even if you look at that top ten, it's very conceivable that any of those guys in the top ten would be up for the award, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I, even there's an off chance of maybe promotion of the year going beyond three. I would say right now probably not, but if Anarchy is back in the mix and doing great shit. If Peach State is back in the mix and doing great shit. Now, granted, they'll only have a few shows to really show their stuff, but, you know, I mean, Southern Honor and Southern Fried are the very obvious ones, and then perhaps Pro South. But I feel like there's other groups, 
even something like a Southern violence, you know, as they continue to improve the talent on those shows and they're doing two shows a month and they're drawing over 200, um, maybe them as well, or even promoter. Those are the three I thought right off the top promotion, overall wrestler of the year and promoter, just because I feel like there's promoters that have kind of come out of nowhere and really make their, made their presence felt. And, you know, not to mention WrestleMerica. So, yeah, I, I, I can see that. I'm, I was glad that you gave some, uh, them some love on your last video, um, WrestleMerica, because I think they do some good stuff down there. They do some different stuff. And, you know, being, yeah. being in middle Georgia, they like, like Lariato, being, being down there, they don't get as noticed as much. Um, but yeah, I, and I, like, I, I I can see that. I can see but more than three in those categories. One of the questions that's been coming to me from several people is, yeah, when are we actually going to do the nominations? Like, so what time frame are we talking about here as far as when we're going to start making decisions? And I, I mean, I my off the cuff answer was, I don't think you know, we typically have done that at the end of November. Uh, yeah beginning of December. Maybe, maybe, so that, we, maybe we delay it a week or two to give some mm-hmm. like beginning of December shows a chance to get in there. Um, yeah. But, uh, you, you know, and then it would require a little more work on our end. And by our, I mean, you know, the people who have to put everything together, but there'll also be less nominees, um, which I think will expedite the process. I mean, I, I don't see any reason that people can't get in their fucking nominees in three days. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice to give people a lot of time, but at the end of the day, if you gave everybody six months, you would get most of the nominees in the last right. two days of that six-month period. <laughs> That's I, the truth, because it's just how people are, you know. I agree, and with the way that uh, Nick put that voting process together last year, it makes oh that so much easier that we can compress the vote, the actual voting time because it's so much easier to manage than it was the, the other way. So, so maybe uh, if we it's easy have for me to say, yeah, <laughs> he was doing a lot of the and work. That's the, that's the best part, right? Just, the work goes on other people. Um, so I had proposed this idea for two new categories. So we're not getting rid of any categories this year. We just thought that it would be very much against the spirit of the awards, especially since we need all the beacons of light that we can get. And it's part of the reason the awards are going to stay here. And it's part of the reason that we're not going to cut any of the awards. What that means is I'll just be, you know how I am, Larry, I'm going to be blunt. There are categories that if I had my druthers, we would probably cut. So it's up to people to step up their game and make their presence known. If you are an announcer or a commentator, because I would just as soon cut that shit because I feel like there's one and a half. <laughs> and if I'm wrong about that, then people need to be vocal and put some work out there. You know, you got JJ doing his thing. That's awesome. You've got Di- Diana Michelle. That's great. And then, you know, I think that Wicked Nemesis and Shane Knowles are doing really good work on the commentary end. But we, here, here. Need, we need more. And is there, are there more out there? If so, let us know. Um, so we're not cutting any awards. And then I say we go ahead with match of the year and promo of the year. But the only way that can happen is if people, when we call for it, maybe we'll, we'll ask for those submissions a little early so we have time. But if there's matches of the year, so start thinking about it now. If there's a match of the year or promos of the year that you want to promote, we'll have a place to send that stuff. Then we'll oh, look through idea. them. We'll, we'll look through them our committee will pick what we think are the best three promos and the best three matches out of the ones that are sent. And then we'll have that up for display on GWH news and notes. And that way everybody could, because one thing about show of the year that I always think is really unfair is most people don't have contact with the shows. They don't see Right. Right. But at least they have reports to read and the buzz from the boys. So that's something but it's really not fair to have a match of the year if people haven't seen the fucking matches. So that, that's yeah. the way I feel the most comfortable about doing that. I do think it's important, though. I do think it's important to honor uh, matches that could be match of the year. And by the way, um, didn't, didn't um, Joe Black and Huck, dog, didn't that take place in the beginning of the that's, year? Yes, that's in this year's, definitely. 
So, I mean, that's definitely a match that should be sent to us. And, you know, if that's one of the three nominees, now everybody will get a chance to see it and refresh themselves. So I think that's more fair as well. So that way it isn't just the the thing that's in the front of everybody's mind that wins everything. Instead, people really get a chance to see promos. And the promos can be like the one that Joe did that was so phenomenal before his match with Corey, the like more produced thing. And I think promos can also be Here's when I just cut out a show. I mean, as long as we can hear what the promo is and get us some of the context, I say almost anything is fair game. Um, hey, Steve. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna cut in for a second. We've we've got a run in here. Oh please! Oh my God! Are you there, Shane? I am here, son of a bitch. Shane you mentioned my name, and it is, it is the month of October. And like a zombie rising from the grave, Peach State Wrestling Alliance is back in business, Daddy. How are you, gentlemen? Doing great, Shane. You you heard me put you over, huh? You heard me. Well, you know, my my ears were burning, Steve. So, so yeah, Shane, thanks, thanks the, for calling in. So November, well, you, know, you told me at Southern Friday I could. I took you up on it. So. Yeah. What's going on, Shane? What you want to talk about? Oh well, I mean. Uh, the rumors of our demise, Peach State Wrestling Alliance, I think, greatly exaggerated. Be damned, we have to go to another state. But, you know, if uh, Scenic City can be considered for a Georgia Wrestling Award, I guess Peach State Wrestling Alliance can run in the state of Alabama starting November 7th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where, where, where are you going to be in Alabama? We will be at the Heflin Armory. Uh, and as I've told people, when you hear the word armory, you think of dingy, run-down, veterans building uh had a chance to go by and see the facility yesterday uh new paint job new stage uh new everything so uh it's gonna be run at half capacity with uh 200 tickets uh cut off not a soul more in that building and it would be great to see 200 packed in on november 7th and hopefully with a main event like logan creed versus jeter we'll approach that there the okay you guys are the ones doing Logan Creed and Jeter. I knew I'd seen that. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> literally and figuratively a big match for sure. So, yeah. so Shane, Shane am, I, w- am I correct, Shane, that the city has taken over that army? That's now like a city facility? It is, yeah. It's owned by the uh when we ran in years past in Heflin, the uh Parks and Recreation. Sorry, I had Amy uh-huh. Ford come to mind. The Parks and Rec of Heflin. Uh, now owns the Armory, and they're the ones that have done the renovations here in the last five months. Great. Nice. Well, Shane, since you're here, I mean, make sure if you got the good – I don't know what you guys are going to do as far as uh, recording the show and things like that, but, you know, if you got a if you got a great match going on or some great promos, make sure you record them and send them in. Because so, it's just – it's not the oh. Georgia Wrestling History Awards unless Peach State's part of it. It's just not. So. Well, I appreciate that, and that's something, uh, it will be eight months to the day of our last show, and as I expressed to Larry, unfortunately, the buildings we run at in West Georgia just are not open even for uh, limited or semi-capacity, just nothing. So I was like, you know, everyone keeps asking, and it's 25 to 30 minutes outside of our normal region where we run, but basically it's either this or nothing, and I didn't want to face nothing for the rest of 2020. Yeah, no way. No way. Yeah, I mean, like, Heflin's like the first exit when you, after you cross over into Alabama, if I remember right. So it's not that bad for, for your folks. Correct, yeah. If you're coming from I-20 from the uh, Bremen-Carrollton exit, uh, timed it yesterday, 26 minutes. So. All right. Nice. I mean, it's where I, pro- I have probably been there a million times before to buy fireworks in the past and not even realized it. Because so, I'm a frequent <laughs> – I was a frequent – Man, I'm an Asian. I grew up in Hawaii. I need fireworks. And it's like, I can't get them in Georgia. What kind of insane state is this? And I would just drive to Alabama and get my fireworks. So, it's awesome. It's awesome. So, and so Shane, how's uh, being? Yeah. Uh, it's about 20, it's about 20, 25 minutes away from where Pro South runs, too. So, incorporating some of that talent on the card, uh, I would hope we'd be able to draw some of those fans, even though they've been at a limited capacity with their yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, November seventh. And so, and if it goes well, do you plan on that being a regular spot for you guys? Uh, for the time being, yes. We already have a December fifth 
show booked as well as, and I'm sorry, Rick Michaels, uh, Saturday, December 26th, uh, the day after Christmas, each date will be in Heflin, which I won't affect holiday hell, but if he's listening, I just wanted to let him know we're going to have to fight for some talent. So. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> nice, man. Nice. Um, Shane, while, while we got you on the, on the hook here, um, what are your thoughts? Uh, so the, what we announced at the Georgia Wrestling History Awards is that we're going to keep all the categories this year. We're going to reduce the nominees to three, and we're thinking about adding the two categories of promo of the year and match of the year. What are your thoughts about that? Promo of the year uh, jumps out at me because I mm. can't think of any awards in pro wrestling that have ever given something for a promo. I mean, maybe something the slammies like wrestling moment, but as far as in that genre, uh, I'm not sure. You know, there's a lot to look back on, I think, for 2020, even though we had a hiatus for several months with several promotions. But uh, there was some strong stuff out there. And I think if that award is out there, and guys always love to chase awards. I think that's something that people can utilize going forward. As far as uh, maybe you said match of the year, um, yes. I wasn't I wasn't uh, privy to the fact that that wasn't already a category. I must have been thinking show of the year, but uh, match. Of yeah, the we year, have I mean, feud of feud of the year and show of the year, but not match of the year. So I just figured with everybody being able to record matches so easily now that it's very easy to like whittle it down to three. And then sh- and have a place where everybody can view those three matches before they vote, which I I just you know it's one thing about show of the year that always bothers me is like people are voting on a category and very few people have seen all the shows that would have been nominated. But certainly everybody right. has the capability of going online and watching the matches if we put it in one place for them. So oh, it's much but easier you- when the Oscars only did five nominees for Best Picture and expanding the field to ten or twelve. You have a hard time catching up with all those nominees, yeah. so dwindling it yeah. down you have to three per category, I think it's much easier for eyes to make sure they've seen everything before they cast the vote. So I'm going to put you guys on the spot. So show of the year, what, I mean match of the year, what, is, what has been the best match that you can remember, Shane, or just name one of the great matches that you can remember that happened at Peach State, and then Larry, what's your favorite match that you've ever seen at Peach State? Oh, now this is ever, shit. not just 2020? No, not not just in 2020, but any time, any time. Like a fa- like a favorite match that you remember from Peach State. Uh, one that comes to mind would have been July 4th, uh, I believe 2014. Jimmy Ray Tyson Dean for the oh, State Wrestling Alliance Heritage Title. That was a 60 minute Iron Man match. And just speaking about Jimmy Ray's wrestling, we know how good he is. Tyson Dean had been doing NWA Atlanta. Uh, he was a heel. Uh, coming into Peach Day, but that night he was on Jimmy Ray's level. I mean, it was really good. Sixty minutes, and of course, mm. at the end with him, the manager Al Getz, he turned babyface, and that really started a good babyface run for Tyson Dean. But I was so proud of him that night, uh, getting his cardio going to hang with Jimmy. I mean, it was grueling. Jimmy threw up. I think about a minute after the sixty-minute time limit had eclipsed. But that one comes to mind, and. I also think of one of the uh, Survivor games, which, of course, is our mashup of war games and Survivor Series, uh, 2016, especially for the finish with Drew Adler, uh, Marvelous Michael Stevens, and Zach Edwards, as I was the last babyface elimin- eliminated before Sal Renaro, and that look on Sal's face when he saw the backbone in the other ring, and he overcame the odds, and, man, those people were popping yeah, uh, I mean, almost to the effect of the degree that I haven't seen in a while as he eliminated uh, Stevens, as it got down to Edwards, and then finally Adler hit him with everything but the kitchen sink and Sal. Uh, our commentator, Eddie Lane, coined him the wrestling miracle that night. And the people just creamed all over themselves. And <laughs> that comes to mind. <laughs> one of the great times at Peach State. Awesome. Larry, what was one of your favorite Peach State matches? More recently, uh the street fight between AJ Steele and Logan Creed. Ooh. I thought that was pretty. I thought that was pretty entertaining. <laughs> well, I can't wait for Peach State to make more memories for all of us. Uh, Shane Knowles promo, but I don't want you to talk about. I want you to talk about you because I, you know, how much I was a fan of of uh, you as the a nefarious beret wearing. <laughs> 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 Did you? 
What's what's your favorite promo that you've ever cut? In any uh, situation, probably the probably the one donning that apparel in that gimmick uh, towards Rick Michaels, building up mm. to our uh, what was what do we call that the uh, the cage? Uh, goodness, I can't remember. But I, I went out there and basically broke the fourth wall to our audience, saying, you know, Rick Michaels is a tailor to the stars. And, he makes gear for Dolph Ziggler and AJ Styles and Natty Neinhart and Luke Gallows. And I said, well, you know, if you can make uh, AJ Styles phenomenal, why can't you make your part-time ass get out here and face me in the ring? And you guys know when Rick Michaels gets that look on his face, that just serious demeanor, and we had him in the palm of our hand. And then that night, four, I think Larry was there, actually got AJ to cut a promo on the video screen towards me saying that, you know, how dare he calls out his gear maker. But long before he was making AJ Styles gear, he was kicking ass and bleeding all over rings, and that's what he was going to do to me. And when that promo ended, those people were hooked. Like, yeah. Styles was in our building at the fairgrounds calling out the nefarious Shane Knowles. How dare he don a beret like Romeo? That is awesome. I love it. I love it. So, Shane, <laughs> remind us again, November 7th, what's the best way for them to get a hold of tickets, et cetera, et cetera? Our official website, statewrestlingalliance.com. You can order general admission as well as front row seating. Again, seating will be cut off at 200. I try to say, what if we have to turn away 10 people? And they're like, unfortunately, in these times that we live, 10 people will be turned away. So, I encourage everyone, this sounds like promoter talk, but with 200 being the cutoff, get your tickets early if you plan on coming. November 7th, yeah. the Heflin Armory, Heflin, Alabama, 115 Evans Street. That will be 7 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock Eastern Start Time. Uh, you can also message us at PWAFanbase at Yahoo.com. Excellent. Wonderful. Well, that was my favorite run-in, you know. I had to watch Raw last night. Those were not good run-ins, but this was the best run-in from Shane Knowles. Peach State back and running. It, again, you know, as I asked, told Larry in the beginning, it feels like we're back in the mix and, and for wrestling. And uh, Peach State being part is, is the cherry on that Sunday. I think it's wonderful. Thanks for coming on, Shane. And uh, I'm, I guess it's time to wrap up Tipping Point. Larry, where, do, where are you going to be this weekend? Either at the uh, Deathmatch show or at Southern yeah. Pride, but possibly a little of both. Because of oh, the yeah. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. Might be, so that might get, be one of those. Get Manders to the Deathmatch show so he can get better color and get a better picture of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel bad about that. Like, you know, when you think about the heads of promotions getting color, like, Shane certainly did it. And then Shane dove off the top of shit to make us all look bad, fucking asshole. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing that. Um, but uh, yeah. So again, that deathmatch show, make sure you check that stuff out. You can check out anything at gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com. Get your ass to buy a ticket and get to Peach State in Alabama on November 7th. Well, for Shane and Chip Day and Larry Goodman, I'm Stephen Platinum. Thank you for joining us on The Tipping Point. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support. Did you you didn't hang up the phone? Yep.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.